Back to, I'm Christy Kane. The Nationals lose. It is their sixth straight loss in a row. Coming up, prosecutors charge the 21-year-old suspect in the parade shooting outside of Chicago. Also, President Biden awards the Medal of Honor. It's midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Charges have now been filed against the man police say shot and killed seven people and wounded dozens more at a parade in Illinois. Charges have been filed against the suspected gunman who opened fire at a 4th of July parade outside Chicago. On Tuesday, Robert Cremo III was booked on seven counts of first-degree murder. These are just the first of many charges that will be filed against Mr. Cremo. I want to emphasize that. There will be more charges. Cremo was taken into custody several hours after Monday's shooting. Marissa Perlman, CBS News, Highland Park, Illinois. Also on July 4th at Bloom Island Park in Minneapolis, eight people were injured in multiple shootings. Interim Police Chief Amelia Huffman. Between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., there were more than 1,300 911 calls for service. President Biden has awarded the nation's highest honor for valor to four men for their heroism in the Vietnam War. CBS's David Martin tells us about one of them. Retired Green Beret John Duffy was the lone American fighting alongside badly outnumbered South Vietnamese troops. We were given orders to fight to the death. He kept the North Vietnamese at bay, calling in American airstrikes, despite being wounded. They wanted to medically evacuate me, but I refused, because I was the only American up there. They could not have held without American air. The January 6th investigating committee has announced its next public hearing. CBS's Scott McFarland has learned what it will examine. The next January 6th select committee hearing tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, July 12th, 10 a.m. Washington, D.C. time. Two members of the committee tell CBS News. The focus will likely be on far-right groups, the alleged conspirators, and domestic violent extremism. NASA engineers say they're hopeful they can restore communications with a spacecraft headed to the moon. Capstone is a $32 million satellite the size of a microwave oven. CBS News space consultant Bill Harwood. NASA lost contact with Capstone during a communication session shortly after it separated from its upper stage booster. It's not yet known what might have gone wrong or whether it's something that can even be fixed by the flight control team. But that communications link is absolutely critical to mission success. Capstone was launched from New Zealand on June 28th and spent nearly a week in Earth orbit. NASA says the satellite was successfully kick-started on its way to the moon when it lost contact. Officials in Northern California have expanded evacuation orders for some remote communities near a rapidly growing wildfire. Evacuations are in place for parts of Amador and Calaveras counties. The fire is now almost five square miles large. This is CBS news. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. It is uh, Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. Good morning, I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. Uh, again, uh, just, to, just to be aware that there is some uh, stuff going on tonight. Uh, right now, if you are traveling uh, in our area, uh, be aware uh, that there were some things going on. And uh, right now, uh, we're trying to get this straightened out. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
having some issues here with my system. I'm going to try to fix that right now. And let's see if I can do that quickly. There we go. I think I got it now. All right. We got it. Good deal. Uh, okay. Did tornadoes touch down in the Maryland suburbs on Tuesday? The National Weather Service is investigating to find out. At around 5.30 yesterday evening, a tornado warning was issued when a possible funnel cloud touched down near Bowie in Prince George's County. Not long after that, another tornado warning went out for Shadyside in Anne Arundel County. The National Weather Service sent out a preliminary survey team out to Bowie last night. They say there were uprooted trees and snap power poles in the area. A full survey to determine whether either storm was in fact a tornado will be done later today. Folks in two buoy neighborhoods say they're grateful that things aren't worse. No one was hurt after a possible tornado touched down. Numerous trees were uprooted and power lines came down in neighborhoods north of Route 50 and just east of Route 197. Brian Tupper could hear the storm from inside his home and was surprised by its ferocity. I've lived here since 1962 and I've never seen anything like this. It happened so fast. Derek Kenny at Sarah and Shield Lanes says the severe weather moved swiftly. It was very brief. I was in my office. I heard a few thuds. It was three trees in my backyard falling into the house. Damage assessment teams fanned out. County and city officials reported early on little structural damage from the powerful winds that toppled plenty of trees. In Bowie, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. It's 12.05. Uh, D.C. Fire and EMS are trying to figure out what caused fires inside RFK Stadium. Firefighters were called to the stadium just before 5.30 yesterday. They found smoke showing in the vicinity of Gate C. It was trickling up through the stadium. It was out of the different pathways. It's a pretty open-air stadium. Where the fire it was is open all the way up, so that's what's going to happen. And today, with the heat and humidity, the air is dense, so it's hard to move smoke out of all the different rooms that are in the basement. D.C. Fire Chief John Donnelly Sr. says there were at least two fires. The cause is still under investigation. No one was hurt. It's 12.06. Gun laws have taken center stage in Maryland politics after the Supreme Court ruling on firearms resulted in the state dropping language that said applicants who want, wear, and carry gun permits need a good and substantial reason for it. Maryland Senate President Bill Ferguson, a Democrat, issued a statement saying more guns are not the answer to community safety and that in the next General Assembly session in Annapolis, lawmakers would work on measures to adhere to the Supreme Court ruling that strikes down concealed carry barriers while providing reasonable restrictions. But Delegate Jason Buckle, the Republican minority leader in the House, was skeptical that any new restriction would be constitutional. Instead, he argued... We've got to start getting to root causes. The gun is not the root cause. It's the criminal. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. D.C., Maryland, and Virginia all use the same software vendor to do services related to people who are out of work or looking for work. In Maryland, it's affecting job seekers. The website handling unemployment insurance for Maryland is down, and it's unclear when the issue the vendor is experiencing will be resolved. The Maryland Workforce Exchange website says it promises to keep everyone updated on developments. But for now, quote, claimants needing to upload their re-employment activities should keep private records that can be entered online when the system is back up and running. Christy King, WTOP News. See how the vendor outage is impacting D.C. and Virginia at WTOP.com. Coming up after traffic and weather, one local politician is building a national profile. We will let you know who next. It is 12.07. The Maryland primary election is July 19th. You have three ways to vote. 
You can vote early in an early voting center in your county between July 7th and 14th. You can vote by mail 